previous episode, I described my experience in what I believe was an alien abduction. I'm going to revisit it today. More importantly, I'm going to try and address some kindred experiences which make me uncomfortable. I suspect that for a lot of us who have had such experiences, we don't think they are all that important, or we attempt to refute or dismiss them for our own comfort. Also, the smaller the experiences can seem much less invasive and easier to dismiss. Perhaps we are not meant to think too hard about it. Not even when there are a catalogue of such experiences throughout our lives. I'll be blunt. I am curious, but uncomfortable with the whole topic. I think we could look at the case history of Whitley Strieber here. I consider that there are people who for some reason or other have a lifelong set of experiences with some other life forms, space aliens or otherwise. It's perhaps because of people like Whitley, the rest of us are able to put into words our own experiences. I am particularly open to the idea that these are very earthly beings and may even be demonic in nature. Until now, I've been avoiding my own experiences and wondering if I should even discuss them. I've had some experiences in that department and I find them unsettling. But let's go back to before I was born. My mother awoke in the night to see a figure in the room. The description she gave was what today we'd call a grey. She'd call it an angel, but by her descriptions of it, we call it a grey by the definitions we know now. She was not at all afraid of it. She felt overly tired and went back to sleep, waking later with a full memory of it. It appeared again once or twice after I was born, but only when my crib was over in the corner to the right of her bed. As is often the case, she called it her angel. Christians might call it an angel. It's as good a description as any, particularly when it feels like an uncomfortable memory. Sometime afterwards, when I was in my cradle, my parents found me under the cradle and could not work out how I had gotten out of it and onto the floor. Although I was only a tiny child at the crawling stage and beginning to talk, I have some recollection of this. I tend not to forget visual images. So I remember the greyish quality of that time of day, about dusk in that bedroom. I am told that when asked how I got there, I said, the grey man put me here. Later, as a teenager, with an interest in astronomy, I spent a lot of time under the stars. I was lucky enough to have a quiet place I could go to, which was really a small hill, given an almost 360 degree view of the sky. I could really look in any direction, but my focus was generally above me and towards the hills that were to the east of me. Often I'd commune with whatever powers I imagined at the time were aware of me being there. The sky was so clear there, often I watched what I believe were most likely satellites crossing the sky. Nothing paranormal there, just satellites, being my companions on those cold winter evenings. Just silent pinpoints of moving light, much too high to be an aeroplane. Not that anyone flies in that direction anyway, since they travel generally south to north 
and that would be taking them over the North Sea. It was there I had two experiences, like the vast majority of people who commune with the stars, or anything extraordinary. I asked for a sign, and could they make themselves known to me? It was moments later that white lights beamed across the sky. They grew brighter and crisscrossed like a lattice pie crust. There was order to it. I observed for a time before it faded. As quick as it had come, it was gone just as fast. I got my sign. Another time while I stood there, I saw an intense beam of light from those faraway hills arcing across the sky towards me. Even in daytime hours in that locality I've experienced odd metallic glints moving across the sky. They catch the corner of your eye, but when you turn quickly to them, they are gone. So there's something about that place. Some might even make connections to the ancient tumuli nearby. What purpose would that have served? Unless our ancestors also considered that part of Scotland special in some way. The next experience in that part of Scotland become when I was in my parents' RV. I was staying in it by myself for a whole week. I'd been admiring the moonlight coming in the window where I slept, so decided to leave the curtains open and sleep under the moonlight. I awoke just before dawn and looked out of the window just in time to see a small white light descending off in the distance. Where there is some ancient tumuli, it was moving quite slowly. Today, some might even refer to that as an orb. In a previous podcast, I made some reference to Bonnie Bridge in Scotland, which experiences around 300 UFO sightings a year, and which some claim is Scotland's UFO hotspot, located at what ufologists refer to as the Falkirk Triangle. Well, maybe it is. I refute some of the sightings by saying that a lot of the reported experiences came after the building of nearby Cumbernauld Airport. All I was saying is be selective to what you might be experiencing. I know the area well because I once lived nearby. There is something going on there. I know this as a certainty because I can go back to the 1980s before there was an airport there and state that I have certainly saw things in the sky there. When the area knew less light pollution than it does now and before the airport was sighted at Cumbernauld particularly nearby Castle Kerry, which is located on the Antonine Wall, which was built by the Roman soldiers of Emperor Antoninus Pius around 142 AD. So what might you experience there? Well, you might experience an infrequent light in the sky, or something similar, far off in a field. I've discussed will-o'-the-wisps before in another podcast. I've certainly seen things like that around Bonnie Bridge particularly in areas close to the wall. Perhaps they were also will-o'-the-wisps. You might want to check out that podcast on the balls of light. At the time it seemed convenient to describe them as such, but I've just always felt they were different in some way. Since the many reports of UFO sightings in the area have become almost normal, I wonder more about them now. My most interesting experience in the Falkirk Triangle happened near the Antonine Wall. It was the sighting of an orangey orb of light moving across the clear sky one December evening. It moved with no sound at all, 
and moved at quite a fast and even pace, much too low to be a satellite or even a plane. I lost sight of it when it passed behind some trees. It was an evening in November, and it was the graduation ceremony of my university. And I was on my way to it. And I, 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 this is in Scotland, of course, and I drove on to the M8, Glasgow, a road I know very well, and I've driven that road, I drove that road every day. In fact, truthfully, I used to work in Edinburgh, and I, so I knew <laughs> I'd drive that way to Edinburgh, and I'd uh, driven it every day. And when I was studying, I drove it the other way to Glasgow, and this time I uh, experienced missing time. This is very strange. So this is a road that I know very, very well. And yet, 30 minutes pass, and uh, I discover I'm going the wrong way on an empty road. So I was, instead of driving towards Glasgow, I'm driving towards Edinburgh, and 30 minutes along the road before I, it dawned on me that the, this is not what I should be seeing. But what happened to that 30 minutes in between? There's nothing, not nothing. That's like missing time. So I had to turn the car around and head back to Glasgow. But the point is, it's a missing experience. It's like it almost as if for that moment somebody stepped in, uh, changed something, and put it back. But he didn't put it back. It wasn't put back quite right. That's that's how I read it. I mean, in my mind, I'm I'm trying to explain to myself how how could I have gone there how, to get to. The road I need to be on in Glasgow, I mean, I've actually physically, from the traffic lights, got to cross the road above, go down onto the motorway ramp, and follow it that way. And and how could I possibly have just turned left and headed towards Edinburgh? It didn't make any sense to me. It's a weird, weird situation. Um, it may have happened one other time to me also, but definitely that time. I felt there was something off about it. And the road was totally empty. This is only like 7pm at night. In the, winter, in the winter, which of course is very dark in Scotland, but a very creepy feeling came, you know, I felt as if there was someone there with me in the car, and it really felt weird. I had to, float until I saw the, 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 the lights of Glasgow going across, along the M8, it never really wore off until then, I felt a bit more comfortable getting out of the darker places. But, uh, the, you know, this is just, these are just stories. But experiences, and I, I, as I say, you know, you have to put yourself in places where you're going to get these experiences, um, and and you will, you will experience things. <laughs>